guys ready up there? Hi, and welcome to the Women in Film and Television Ireland podcast. My name is Fiona Kinsella. I'm a producer and WFT board member. This inaugural episode of the Cannes Changemaker series puts the focus firmly on producers and has been made possible with the support of the Screen Ireland Stakeholder Fund. At the Cannes Film Festival earlier this year, Women in Film and Television Chair Dr Susan Liddy caught up with Ireland's representative Catherine Kennedy, a multi-award winning creative Irish producer and screenwriter. To gain a deeper understanding of the scheme, as well as the opportunities available for producers through Screen Ireland, I spoke with Screen Ireland's Head of Marketing and Communications, Louise Ryan. Kennedy. Yes. First of all, thank you for talking to us. We're here in the Irish Pavilion in Cannes 2023. Can I start by asking you, what the heck is the producer on the move? What does that mean? Because apparently you are that. Yes, I am really honoured to be uh, the producer on the move for Ireland this year. Uh, European Film Promotion every single year selects 20 producers who are up and coming from around Europe to be the producer on the move. And so I'm represented by Screen Ireland. And yeah, so at the the Cannes Film Festival, we're given lots of talks about European and international funding and we get to meet other producers and have conversations about co-productions and it's really good for the profile. Is it a way of of sort of upping a level? Is that the idea that they that the, that the producers who have shown obviously great uh, yeah. skill to date will be facilitated to kind of move up uh, a little yeah, bit internationally? Yeah. So, so to become a producer on the move you have to have a feature film produced, yes. it has to have won an award at an at a festival domestically and have been shown at an A-list festival internationally. So my films, uh, My Name is Emily and It's Not Yet Dark, have both achieved yes. that and the most recent Atomic Hope documentary as well. Um, so this is kind of a door opener, you know, and it's been great because you can contact companies in the marketplace and yes. say I'm producer on the move yes. this year and you can pitch your slate of projects. It's a door opener. Yeah, that's yes. what it is, a door it, it, opener. It, it, it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, great yeah. for profile yeah. at Cannes yeah. Film Festival yeah. where there's so many producers here. Yeah. You know, you can and how are you notified that you are actually Irish producer on the move? Are you just yes. kind of told, is that right? Do you get an email telling you? How does that work? Well, no, you apply, you, you send, you apply to do it, yeah, and it's all yeah. very um, points based. Oh, so you fill in an application form and you have to fulfill the certain criteria yeah. for each yeah. level um, and then European Film Promotion decide on it it's not Screen Ireland so, so we were very yeah. excited to hear yeah like, yeah I was really honoured it was really total surprise yeah. but delighted yeah. absolutely yeah. delighted yeah. yeah so of course I know the two films that you're talking about there I've seen them and I've enjoyed them yeah is there do, are there themes that define you? Like, what defines Catherine Kennedy as a producer? <laughs> or are, yeah. are, there, are there projects that you kind of make a beeline for? Yes, well, what? do you know what I've learned? Uh, a phrase here from the sales companies called genre agnostic, which oh. I hadn't heard before, oh, wow. which is where, you know, you're open to projects that are just really strong, but you're not specifically aligned to a certain genre or style of filmmaking. Um, My Name is Emily was yeah. sort of art house, teen, romance, film, road movie. 
Um, but now we just recently got the Creative Futures Slate funding. So we're developing documentaries, documentary miniseries, and we're developing fiction, we're developing horror, we're developing um, an animation anthology. So we've got a lot of stuff on our slate um, and we're hiring a development executive uh, as a result of that funding. So we're just, yeah, we're growing. What's your company? It's called Kennedy Films. We're based in RD County Louth. So we're halfway. I love to hear that because I do like to hear about the production companies outside of Dublin. Yeah, well I was based in Dublin initially because I'm from Dublin. Um, But then myself and my husband are partners, Frankie Fenton. And Frankie uh, is from RD originally. So we moved up there. We have two kids and we have the company. So we do a lot of work with Dundalk IT. We get interns from the film programme there. And actually the development executive we're we're contracting with at the moment is from Belfast. So we are kind of on on the border now. So it's really interesting to see the northeast region is very vibrant. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you have a space, you have many things. Are there there some pet projects that you're going to really want to get this through? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm actually writing two projects that I'm pitching here at the market myself. I, I have a master's in screenwriting, and I, I did the um, film degree in Dunleary IT or IADT. Um, Which so is great. Yeah, yeah, but that, so obviously that's a creative course. You join it with a portfolio, yeah. and so being creative in, in film has always been yeah. what I do. Yeah. And I lo- I love collaborating yeah. creatively yeah. with other filmmakers, and that's why I love being a producer. Yeah. But I do write, um, and so this year I'm pitching projects that I'm writing myself yeah, as well. Is that so, something you'd like? Is that like is that a thing you would like to do? Yes, yeah, yeah. for sure, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, I know, and it's kind of I've been asked by some people, you know how can you be a producer and a writer but I feel like that's sort of a similar question to how can you be a businesswoman and a mother it's like well you just do it you wear the hats that you are able to wear and if you can you you know manage it you you do it Um, and you know, you're not writing 24/7 yeah. e- ever anyway, yeah. because um, you know yeah. people write in different yeah. ways. But yeah. I find that I digestate ideas and kind of think yeah. about them a lot before I commit yeah. them to paper. Yeah. So, yeah. Shoot there um, uh, that you that you're a mother and that your children. Yeah. You, I don't know whether you're aware, but was Raising Films Ireland yes. was launched, and I, I'm a, a proud board member of Raising Films oh, great. Ireland. Um, so, is this an issue for you? Is it an issue for your husband? Is it an issue for parents in yes. the industry? Yeah. And how do you negotiate that? Well, um, so I line produced a project called The Miracle Club last year, which is quite a healthy... Well, it was a tough budget for yeah. the level of cast we had, yeah. but it was, it was an okay budget. And we held the line and we got through to the end of the fantastic crew. And when we came out the other side of it, I saw the contingency was in quite a healthy position. And I thought to myself, well, do you know what we could have actually done? We could have had a four-day week every second week we could have had a job share for the makeup girl who was crying to me that she couldn't see her two-year-old until five o'clock every morning and just said goodbye every morning at five o'clock for five weeks she could have had somebody job share with her for a couple of hours a day and there's lots of different ways that you can look at it we could have had childcare on set I mean we were paying um, upwards of 12,000 euros a week for PCR tests I mean we all pivoted and responded and Screen Ireland were fantastic with their COVID support funding um, for, for health and safety yes. reasons and we really looked after the health and safety of our crew but I think it's time to maybe repurpose that because it's it's now obviously we're, we're safe you know and the restrictions are lifting and that support is there and I really feel that needs to be repurposed or rethought to, to accommodate parents and families in the film industry because it's crying out for us yes. um, and and if we can if we can spend 12 to 20,000 euros a week on a five week shoot looking after the health and safety of our crew we can spend much less amount on having a childminder or facility, job share, flexi time, uh, four day week, you know, and I, I've spoken to crew about this and I actually said it to um, 
the production designer uh, who was pivotal in keeping our budget at that level, John Hand on the Miracle Club. Um, you know, what if we had had a four-day week? And he said, do you know something? It would have made all the difference to be able to bring his children to school. He said he probably would have come into work at some point anyway that day because art department never really takes, you know, the time off. Um, but, uh, you know, just the mental health side of things, to be able to check in with your children, drop them to school, pick them up from school, take them to a doctor's visit, you know, without, without having to compromise a shooting week is, is hugely important. So, yeah, and not that expensive. No, you know, and I do acknowledge Spin Ireland are, are very uh, yes. concerned about this. Yeah. They actually funded the report that I co-wrote for Spins Ireland. But it's a case of now trying to look at concrete things that yeah. can be done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because as you say, it's not rocket science. No. Like, you know, and we don't want to lose, uh, we don't want to lose people. Yes. We don't lose parents yeah. from being But we had across that shoot, we had, I think, three or four bank holidays. We hit every bank holiday that happens before July and we kept them all. And I actually put my foot down on it because the budget was quite tight and, I, and one of the reasons you know I, the crew were kind of happy was because we said no you're not going to have to work your bank holiday and afterwards the producer the UK producer said to me thank you for making us do that I could see that it really helped the crew everyone needed that you know because it was a tough job and I just thought, well, you know, why is why is that so unusual? To, you know, to have a four-day week, and it doesn't have to be every week, but every second week or something like that, as a reprieve or a way to just have some work-life balance with crews. You know, so yeah, and not that expensive. Yeah. No, yeah. So uh, something very important while we're yeah. thinking about. Yeah. And thanks for your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of bonus to this conversation. So really, just to say, Catherine yes. Kennedy, thank you for talking to yeah, us. Yeah, no problem. Myself, and we've done yeah. the very, very. Yeah, best. and thank you for all the work you do as well. Pleasure. Thank <laughs> you. Hi and welcome to the Women in Film and Television Ireland Changemaker series, a live webinar podcast supported by Screen Ireland's Stakeholder Scheme. I'm producer Fiona Kinsella and we're delighted to welcome Screen Ireland's Louise Ryan with us today. We're going to be chatting about EFP's Producer on the Move scheme and also the exciting opportunities that Screen Ireland offers to budding producers. So first of all, I just wanted to, uh, before we get into the meat of the conversation, I just wanted to talk about the EFP, which is the main body behind the Producers on the Move initiative. Louise, I was wondering, could you talk a bit about the organisation and the work it does? Yeah, so European Film Promotion um, is kind of, it's a it's a body that has representatives from a, a, every country um, in the European Union. And um, they ultimately are incredibly passionate about promoting European film um, outside of Europe and, and also within Europe. Um, they, they, are, they, they want to promote our films, um, our sales agents, our producers um, and, our, and our acting talent. And um, and they're they're a really great great bunch of people, and uh, and their passion for cinema is, you know, is is very obvious. They're funded by um, Creative Europe, and uh, and they gen- genuinely have European film, um, you know, as their key priority. And is it that the main members are different fun- screen funding bodies from around Europe? Is- yeah, exactly. So you have, um, there's a lot of bodies in Europe whereby, I guess, was in, Screen Ireland is a funder. So right across Europe, you kind of see there, there, there's a lot of, a lot of countries which have the funder 
as the lead body. But some countries, such as Germany and France, they actually have a promotional body as well, which would be separate, like Uni France or German films, where they kind of take the promotion of culture incredibly seriously. And so you'll see a mix, a mix of the member, a mix of the members would be kind of like a marketing person within a funder, similar to myself, or um, a, you know, a CEO who would be the CEO of UniFrance or the CEO, CEO of German films. And a lot of the European film countries and um, will have like a just a, a, a separate team. And all they do is promote European um, film internationally. So, it, it really varies. So you can learn quite a lot um, from the other countries who have more resources. And um, and it's a really it's really interesting because you kind of you have people coming at it from from very different uh, backgrounds. Yeah, I, I would imagine it is because of just how funding happens in Europe and the is so different across different countries as well. Yeah, yeah it is, and it, it's it's also. Um, you know, it's a it's a great resource. You know, so if we if, if we feel a festival's not, you know, maybe doing, you know, not being not as helpful maybe as it could be, that can be addressed. Or if there's problems or issues, we can come together. And um, certainly, um, EFP was fantastic. Um, when when the pandemic hit, and obviously that was really there was a real devastation there, for, obviously for everybody. But as time went on, particularly for the festivals. Um, and um, once production got up and running in many countries, but the festival still hadn't really. And um, so there was there was there was a, a lot of help and a lot of information coming through from sales agents' perspectives, festivals' perspectives, producers' perspectives, and uh, that was really interesting. It was good intelligence for us to be able to bring back to our central teams. Okay. Um, I'm going to get more into the producer and the move scheme but I forgot to say at the top if anyone has any questions you could just put them into the chat and we'll deal with them more towards the end of the of the of the conversation so if you just put questions into the chat so um Louise can you just talk a bit about the producer on the move scheme and um how significant it is in nurturing emerging talents <clears throat> Yeah, so I suppose um, European self promotion has loads of schemes. Um, you know, um, they, they, you know, we've a specific one that promotes uh, female directors um, at the Sydney Film Festival. At the moment, we're working on a, a piece whereby we're promoting European cinema to the Arab countries, and um, but uh, and we we provide sales support for all of the sales agents at TIFF right now, for example. Um, so it, you know, for sales agents um, promoting European film outside of um, Europe. We we give funding um to, to, to support to support those engines there. So there's many things that they do. But I suppose that the two schemes that I think are kind of the longest running and in many ways they're most successful would be the um Stars of Tomorrow um at the Berlin Festival. And really I think if you were to key it that pin it down as to the most successful scheme and the most competitive one, and it'd be the producer on the move scheme, which happens every year in Canada. Um, so it, it's competitive, um, and only I think um, twenty producers are selected um, from right across Europe. And then um, the countries, it's done on a um, a, a points basis. So it's quite Germanic. It's run it's run out of Amberg. So it is it's it's very exact, um, and they kind of have a certain amount of criteria. But um, ultimately, if I'm kind of in a, in a line, what is it? It's basically a scheme. It's it's a promotional tool for European producers. Um, it helps um, elevate and um, producers to the next level. It, 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 it makes their names much more um, known with, with, within the entire um, international industry. 
and it also creates opportunities to um, meet, meet more European co-producers that you um, at, a, at a similar level um, to you that you might like to co-produce with. Yeah, and um, what are the eligibility criteria and how does the selection process work? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's again, like I was saying, it's quite exact. So you need to have produced, it's done on a points piece, okay? So to be, to, to it's, I think it's out of 100. Um, and to get, you need to be up um, kind of in the top 15% to, to really be selected. So there's a number of things that you need to have done. You need to have um, a, co- a European co-production under your belt. Um, uh, one will do. Um, if that film, for example, went to a festival, you get more points. If it won national film awards, again, you get more points. If you have gone to the Oscars, again, more points. If you've done a Yave or Ace, you get more points. So when you can kind of tick off a lot of the selection um, criteria, then you you're you're going to be in you're going to be in contention and um, for the, the top the top 20. And um, one of the things that they've introduced, which I think is very fair, Ireland's been very successful and we haven't and we have amazing producers in Ireland, to be honest, and we have a great reputation internationally. We've been very successful um, in this scheme. And but if you if a country hasn't had a producer on the move, maybe for the last five years, they kind of automatically get an extra, I think, five or ten points or something like that. So so it is competitive. Um, but we've been we've you know we've done really well, and almost every year. Um, that there's a, there's a good amount, a lot of people apply, and there's a good competition. Um, I will say. Last year, we probably didn't have as many applications, actually, as usual. Um, so, so we would love to see more applications next year. And um, one of the things I would say as well is that um, people often apply a couple of years in a row, and I know that can be a bit of a pain, but there might just be one person just five points ahead or whatever. And um, so, to be, you know, even even if you're not successful one year, I would say just to, to keep applying because it is it's a nice scheme and it's a, a, just an additional thing to have added to your. Um, your promotional piece for yourself um, as, as an emerging producer coming coming through. And when would the application deadline normally be announced? Oof, uh, usually, I think it's usually um, November, December time. Oh, perfect. Um, and I don't know, does it, um, so, Say, for example, uh, Catherine Kennedy was the person for was Ireland's was the producer on the Irish producer on the move this year. And we actually have a podcast that we're going to release later on with uh, Susan Liddy talking to Catherine. So um, keep an eye out for that, everyone. Uh, Catherine was really successful. And then, you know, I thought I feel as producing is an incredibly difficult business. I mean, you know, you know, any producers that have got their first indie film done. Like, I mean, you have come through, you know, a really challenging process. I mean, everything from getting the talent together to financing to actually getting the film made, bringing everything together is, and it's enormously difficult. So I think it's great to have anything that can help on that process, I think, and that can support you on that process is really important. And um, the European film gang, they they were really, they were so enthusiastic about the Irish um, applicants. Um, and you know they, they they it's not just for that scheme then there's kind of different things that they do at festivals throughout the year and they will often invite the um european uh, producers on the move 
if they want to participate or be part of that. So it kind of does go on for a year in terms of then the promotion that they're happy to give. I know I'm not saying that it's the, the best thing ever or anything, you know, there's no money in it, <laughs> finance in it, but there's a little bit of promotion and there's good relationship building. And it is definitely a kind of a, at a European level, it's a real seal of approval. No, I, I think it things like that are important. I think, you know, particularly say, for example, if you're coming from a shorts background as a producer, shorts tend to always be about the directors or the writers. So I think when there's it's any... always about the talent. Yeah. <laughs> producers are always in the background doing all of the work. And, yeah. 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 And they're there for the longest period of time. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, look, it's, I, mean, I have so much respect for our producers and they are so good at what they do. Um, and it is brilliant from my perspective to be able to promote um, our, our producers internationally because it's just really easy to do. You know, they have such a great reputation and um, particularly for being fantastic co-producers, you know, and um, building, you know, really solid um, relationships. And I think this um, theme does help with that. Yeah. The, um. Are there any um, notable su- success stories that you can think of offhand from the scheme? Well, I, w- I wouldn't say from the scheme, to be honest. Okay. I'm not going to say this is, you know, the scheme when you became a successful producer. You, you became a successful producer because you have unbelievable grit. You know, <laughs> you're an amazing negotiator. You have fantastic yeah. talent and you can spot talent. And you can spot a great story. You know, I mean, that's that's ultimately what um what our what our producers do, you know. Um I will say that a lot of our producers have done it, like our successful producers, Rebecca Flanagan, Sarah Callagher, Alan Moore. Um, I mean, you know, so many of our producers have done it. Um, and um which is lovely to see and and it is competitive um most most years. Um so you know I, I do I do hope that people continue to um you know not appreciate it but kind of want to do it and that it remains relevant that's the most important thing we we listen the the EFE they listen to feedback every year and they try to make it and you know they try to listen to that feedback and continue to keep it relevant um, and listen to problems that there might be or what they can do that's better and they they continue they ran it through COVID as well they kept that going and I think that was um you know really helpful too um is there any advice that you could give to emerging producers that could help them best position themselves to become a candidate for producers on the move? Um, yeah, well, I suppose I mean, generally, um, you know, they, having that first year European co-production done is is important. But even if you're a minority producer on that, I think that, that still makes it relevant. And um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, I suppose if you're coming from shorts, short films, and you're an emerging producer, um, trying to make that next step is hard. You know, it's it's challenging. And so I kind of think if you want to be a successful producer full stop, never mind the scheme, you know, you've got to be able to spot talent and build those relationships with talent, you know. And I think that's at the core, you know, to be able to know what, a, what makes a great story and to be able to spot the talent that can tell that story and make it and bring it together. And, you know, interestingly, when you look at Irish producers, um, like they've been working, you know, you often see those stories coming through with, the, you know, there the was a working together at um, short level with the director and, and they they continue to work um, as, as the talent develops, you know. So, you, you know, trying to support um, the director's 
it's making that leap as well and, and going on that journey with you. You know, having an executive producer on board, having advice, um, and again, knowing who you want to work with and knowing what type of producer you want to be. You know, if you if you've um, you know, if genre is your thing, then you know, that's what you're specializing in, you know, making sure you you know you're you're in touch with everyone who's in that area, that they know who you are, they know what your slate, your slate of films are, and they know what that talent is. And so Lee, Lee Cronin would be a great example um, of that. I mean, he was working with, um, you know, fantastic films from uh, before they were fantastic films, you know, on, 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 on a short film um, with Screen Ireland, and then they went on into their first feature together and, and, and they, they continued to work together into the future, you know, so... Being able to spot talent, I think, is really important. But then being able to spot a great co-producer and um, have met them to know you can work with them. I and mean, if you work with the wrong co-producer, you know, you could be finished. You know, so you've got to, be able to trust that person. So you're going to return the market. And if you so if you find your talent, you find your story, you need to get that financed. And as emerging producers, I think, you know, going to the markets, going to, um, you know, there's a lot of scripts markets where you can... Um, um, your, your script and your idea and get attention for it you can win awards and some funding for it and I'm, I'm going to co-production markets and but having that international European outlet is really important um, and once your name is kind of out there you know and that and I suppose Ireland has a great reputation for co-producing so you know they know there's a supportive agency there. They know that there is funding here for co for co producing. And it's very different, different. Um, for example, in comparison to the UK, you know. So, um, so being able to get a gig where you can get right, I can bring this is what I can bring to the table to, as a, as a minority co producer. You know, I can potentially come to Screen Ireland. I can get um section four eight one. You know, we've got fantastic crews, and if you want to film here, we've got great post production houses. If you want to post here. So I think getting and um, looking outward, being at those markets internationally and um, and looking to, to produce at European level is that's really, really important. And um, that can be quite daunting, obviously, um, from making a short. Um, and maybe if you've made a short, you know, going to um, maybe try and do a low budget feature film or coming to Screen Ireland for completion funding or doing something in the Irish language. Um, doing something with Tisha Cahar and ourselves um, and commission the man um, maybe first and then looking um, out to Europe. But if you want to do this game and you want to really grow your business and your company and you want to make films at a higher level um, in terms of a budget, you've got to look internationally because you'll only ever in Ireland be able to make um, kind of low budget make films really if you only have the finance coming from one territory. Um, I, that's so true. And I think speaking of looking internationally, I think um, probably a really interesting way to do that are some of the uh, the Creative Europe schemes. So um, which like I mean just not only in terms of training but in terms of meeting potential co-production partners they're like amazing opportunities I was just wondering do you want to talk a little bit about IAVE or any of those kind of ACE um, those kind of schemes for producers yeah well just so much in that I'd, I'd really recommend them you know and again they're fantastic for building up um, your your contacts 
And, you know, I remember Jessie Fisk talking recently. She was one of our producers in the movie recently. And, yeah. you know, she's got fantastic contacts from um, Ahab and Linus. I mean, you get to a point where after you've done all that, you're kind of like, okay, I'm done now, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm making films, I'm building my company. But they're brilliant at the right time for you, like in the right time for your career, those schemes are fantastic. I think there's no end of learning in them, but also no end of contacts. You have the best of the best coming in to lecture you and, and talk to you. They're all dying to know who the latest batch of you, who are the most up and coming producers, who are the exciting producers that people want to work with. And um, so you build fantastic contacts and you know, because they're always going back to me saying, Oh, look, I've met with, you know, John Nine from Sundance, I have a relationship with him now. I mean, that's really that's brilliant, you know, to have that. And equally with financiers and with other state agencies, because don't forget, like every state agency is putting money into these films when when it, you know, they they want to if they know and recognize and trust and know that um the producer is um you know, very authentic, reliable, able to deliver. That's what people want, you know. And, uh, and then if you kind of add that creative um, element to it as well, you know, that they know you, that you came with a great project to have a, you know, and it was, oh, my God, I mean, people are dying to find out what happens to that that project, a really interesting story. I mean, it's about, I suppose it's the stories um, at, at the end of the day that people just want to see made, and that's what people are really um, passionate about. And it's great producers that ultimately bring those stories into reality. We just have a question um, in the Q&A, and I think it's probably worth asking now. Is there a place where we can find all of the deadlines, like for the European funding programs? Um, is, is Would they be on the oh, screen? Yeah, so there's site? definitely a section on the site, and I'll definitely update it. Um, the, the, the deadlines are often different. But yeah. you do keep an eye on it. We do. It normally goes into our newsletters. It definitely goes on our site. It definitely goes on social. And it also would go on IFTN probably. Um, so keep an eye out for it. And um, it's probably around November. But I will actually, I will get a, a heads up on when that is so that it's not too narrow. It's nice to be able to plan. I know myself, it's nice to be able to plan ahead where sometimes you have your head buried when a deadline comes up and you don't have time. Um, so we'll definitely do that for sure. And um, the Ave, Ave deadline, is that November too, or is that later? I think, in the... I think it is November, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I would go to the, don't trust me for sure, and, and go to the Ave website. Um, yeah. And also ACE. And also there's, for I think for um, for, for younger, for not younger producers, but kind of producers earlier in their career, um, there's the advanced um, producing course. Um, it's done between Screen Ireland and TU, and I've heard great feedback from that as well. Um, I can de definitely testify that's an amazing course and it's really well worth doing. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> great. And what I like about it now is there's a really great kind of alumni developing out of it. We all sort of help each other, so I think a lot of the time courses like this are as much about networking and having people that you can ask questions to when you're kind of putting something together so it's Absolutely. really well worth doing yeah it's, it's gonna be a lineal journey you know when you're on your own it's great to have like either a partner and if you don't have a business partner that you have um close contacts and I I really think I mean look maybe I'm wrong I've been working in the business quite a while but I, I feel that the people are much more willing to kind of really help each other and because the business is growing and it's maybe not as competitive as it was 
um, 15 or 20 years ago. Um, I think that element is lovely. I think it's really, it's really necessary because you do need it. And there's also um, slate and company um, development funding, which comes out from Screen Ireland. And it's, you, you need to keep an eye on the dates for those. I think those, that funding is incredibly important to building up your company or building up your site. Um, but again, it, it just depends on what stage you're at. You, know, you don't have a site, if you're not at that stage yet. But, you know, if you're building your business plan and it's a three-year business plan and you're kind of like, the right, these are the things that I'm aiming to to achieve in the next um, number of years. These are my objectives, this is my strategy, this is how I'm going to get there. Um, then factoring all of those support systems into that plan, I think is really important. Yeah. Um, I think so. It's like, it's like um, uh, eating an elephant, isn't it? It's just one bite at a time. You figure that is out a Teresa McGrain phrase, and she's always says it. She's that's <laughs> always a Teresa McGrain phrase when I'd go in. I'm like, I'm so busy. She's like, eat the elephant one bite at a time. <laughs> so I got it from my sister. <laughs> it's so true. It, it it works across a lot of different things. It really does. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So th- there's another question here, which I'm not sure if uh, I'll, I'll ask you, and I, I don't know. It's it's a kind of an interesting question. So it's, would it be possible to have some insight into creative approaches or partnerships that film producers have used to secure funding for their films in your experience? Any trends or innovative methods that are emerging that would be useful to note? I'm not, I'm not sure if... I kind of think, you know, is is that kind of pitching? Is that pitching those ideas, or or is it looking at creative trends? I think looking at creative trends means watch a million movies, you know, see what's coming, and know yourself what makes an authentic story. I think that that is that. I think there is a piece of not a piece of magic, but a piece of talent there that you know that you know you can learn an awful lot of things. But knowing what makes a good story is um. That's that's hard. That's hard to teach, you know, or to learn. But I think you need that's kind of innate. You need it, um, with you or not. But in terms of um, learning to pitch, and um, we did uh, media training over the years and present presentation training over the years. And I remember this brilliant um lecture. He always said, or not lecture, but teacher and instructor. You know, if you can present well, people think you can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and actually it can be quite true you know but being able to present and pitch um, and I remember Leslie McKim when we all did it together and um, Leslie McKim is one of our older project managers she's an amazing producer and she was just so skilled at pitching she's brilliant at it and I do think that that is you know that your contagiousness you know or sorry your passion should be really contagious and that you're you know bringing on board and your financiers or your co-producers or, you know, whoever it is you need to pitch this film to because you will be pitching it for a number of years, bringing all the money together, you know, and bringing the talent on board. And, you know, so I think that that skill is definitely something that's worth honing up and really, um, really um, focusing on. Great. Thank you. And I think um, we're kind of coming up to the half hour, but I was wondering before we... um, kind of log off I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about the National Talent Academies and their role in training going forward yeah so uh, the National Talent Academies are I think they're a fantastic initiative and they've just been doing brilliant work 
um, over the last um, 18 months. And they have so many exciting plans. So there's a number of things. Um, they, they Obviously, there is three of the academies are focused on crew development, um, East, West and right. And, um, and then the Galway is very focused on um, the, sorry, the Oregon um, Film and Television Academy is uh, very focused on above the lines of for producers, writers, directors. So they will have a number of um, courses, it's many to mention specifically, but they're very focused on training with producers. But as a Screen Ireland skills team as well, they have a number of courses. So it's worth, there's a, I know a skills newsletter goes out um, every Thursday, and Brian on, on my team is incredibly um, efficient at getting that out every week. There's always something in it, so it's just worth keeping an eye on it. There's always a link to the academies, and um, there, there, there is, there's an awful lot of support for skills right now. Um, right. So you know, whatever it is, you know, if you've got your plan, you've kind of like looked at, you know, what your strengths are, maybe what those weaknesses are. If any of them are around training. And it is worth um, looking at um, what's available because, it, like, to be honest, I'm honest with you, there's more skills and um, development opportunities available in Ireland in this area than there has ever been. Yeah. And I'd actually say that is one place to keep an eye out on deadlines is to subscribe to the newsletters because that's where you'll yeah. hear about them. Yeah. And, and make sure they're not getting to your junk and all of that. And, and if, and it's worth checking the social like at least every week and um, again everything goes up there um be it instagram or linkedin or whatever i think insta has a lot of the training it's just looking for stories brian is very um again really really good at keeping all the skills and uh, information up to date and sorry, and actually another useful organization would be screen producers ireland i think as well just oh, to absolutely, yeah. And they have, yeah yes um if, uh, they, 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 they scream to you doing fantastic work and they're got a huge and they have their own skills if you're a member as well and um, it's, it's always worth them um, again another network um or animation ireland and um, if you're if you're an animation producer that's where you want to be and that's where you want to go um it's well worth um looking putting membership into the, your plan at whatever stage you feel that it's right for you um because they could never hit the there's a real, real support network there as well. Yeah. No, I think the Irish industry is very supportive. I think, And it is, it's because it's about building up an industry as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it really is. You know, I mean, and um, and I think, um, you know, we've seen a huge amount of growth in the last decade. Like, it's not recognisable to the industry it was 10 years ago. And um, and, that, and with that comes a lot of challenges. But I feel that... Um, there's a lot of opportunity you know um into the future um so before we wrap up um is there any uh, anything um in the works that we should be keeping an eye out for that you can talk about or or beyond what we were talking today Uh, not that i can think of um you know but i i think the things that will be coming down the line will be um, but also um, bigger things, you obviously Ayave, um, and the uh, depending on what stage you're at, the um, uh, uh, company development, site development, and 
yeah, and if there's any schemes coming down the line, there will be schemes coming down the line. I, you know, I was going to say what it will be and what yeah. I mean, there are schemes coming down the line. Keep focused on our websites and our socials because there will be stuff announced in the future. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Louise. That was a really great talk. And um, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. <laughs> no worries. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Take care. If you would like to support the work we do or to become a member, log on to wft.ie or you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash WFT Ireland.